You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's clear from various places in Chazal that wine that's red is the most significant one. Uh, last week we mentioned from Rebel Yoshev that um, that the psak that you should take the best wine is only if you actually enjoy the wine. Rav Harari quotes the standard psak here that's in the Shulchan Aruch, that if the white wine is better, you use white wine. And again, let's assume it's with Rebel Yoshev's caveat that you actually also enjoy the white wine. However, there's some Spartan that say that the only time this halacha makes sense to go with a white wine is if it's, when you look at it, it's not really too white. There's a little bit of, of, of red, I don't know if it's red, but a little bit of a better type of color in it, but not completely like what we call very, very clear wine. And this psak that Rav Harari says is based on Rav Yosef, who says that we know that there is the opinion of the Ramban, who says that wine always has to be red. And, and therefore, there's no excuses. So even though we, we're not machmir like the Ramban, who says always, that you should always have red wine for Kiddush and every time you have the kosho brocha. But if it's mamish white, there's another issue. Because we know another reason why you take red wine is because it's a zecher of what Paro did in terms of being rochets bedam yuvadei Yisrael. That Paro, as we know, was stricken with tzaras, and his advisors told him what he had to do was kill Jewish children and wash himself in their blood. Now, therefore, when we drink the red wine, which is, we're talking about our victory over Paro, it's important to remember the cruelty that we were subjected to. Now, those two reasons. One is the Ramban. Wine has to be red. The other is we, red is important because of the message it tells us about Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim and what we suffered through. So let's say uh, Rav Neubert, uh, uh, who was a Talmud of Rishon Zalman, says that Lachora if you would put like a coloring into your wine, a food coloring that's obviously not chalmet stick, and that you put into the wine. So now it looks red. Should that be enough? Right? So Rav Neubert says, no. If you, if you mix red and white, that would be okay. Rav Nevensal said, he's not sure. He's also Talmud of Rav Shlomo Zalman. He says that if you say it's the whole reason why you have red wine is in order to remind us of what Paro did, 
So even if the wine is actually not red, but you put a little bit of red food coloring in it, even if it's not wine that you put in it, so you have accomplished the idea of, 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 of sending that message. There might be a problem, you might want to say, about dying, D-Y-E-I-N-G, on Shabbos. Are you allowed on Shabbos or on Yom Tif to turn something specifically another color? That might be another, another problem. Go ahead. What's the other problem? The other problem is that if you add that uh, dye to the wine, maybe you take it out of 50, 51. Oh, that's right. Right. Uh, right, right. You're right. According to the Svartan, that you, right, you have to be careful about that putting this in might make it not a shame wine, according to the Svartan. But there's, right, yeah. And, uh, right. So, Rabbin Siyon Abishol uh, spoke about this. And he felt that it, that you could dye the wine. You could uh, that you could even on Shabbos, you could even mix. Robert, you could put the food coloring in and mix it in order to have the red color. Hang one second. I think I might. Sure. I, I think you. I might be getting to what you want to ask. Rav Ben Sion doesn't mention this, but Chacham Avadia does. Uh, and it's it's brought in by Rabbi Yaakov Reicher and others that there were places that the non-Jews specifically were looking at the wine that we had, and they stopped using red wine because the uh, the 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 blood libel was that we were using the wine of the wine was actually blood that we had taken from Gentile children. So therefore, they became a minig in many places where those types of uh, terrible pogroms and other types of things were foisted upon us to specifically use not red wine. And that's how it entrenched itself, uh, the minig going actually the opposite from where halacha in order to, to save lives. As you can imagine, people would burst in and say, what type of, what are you drinking there? So a white wine was actually better in that way. I'm yeah, sorry. But yeah, they, 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 Dr. Kogan points out that... Um, that there is a, uh, a connection on the, on the Mizbeach, that you do the Nesochim on the Mizbeach. Now, the truth is, is that, remember, you know, the, the blood is, is, pre, is placed on the Mizbeach and the Nesochim is poured on top of the Mizbeach. I'm, uh-huh. sure, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not sure if, if it's supposed to, you know, mimic or mirror the blood it's a good idea. The, the reason why the Ramban says what he says, because the Gemara quotes the Pesach in Mishlei, don't look at wine because it's so red. Don't be, don't be um, entranced and tantalized by red wine. Uh, so it sounds like from the Psukim of Shlomo HaMelech and Mishlei, and the way the Gemara quotes it, that red wine was the wine that was uh, significant. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I suspect it might have been the only color. <laughs> so. yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I think people who know about wine producing will tell you a lot of it has to do with the type of grapes. And, and right, of course, of course. I'm not you know, claiming to be a professional, just my own uh, yeah, idea. Okay. One of the, we talked about Rechok Mavadi's campaign uh, last night. Rechok Zalman had a campaign that he wrote about uh, in a number of places, was not to use... Um, uh, concentrate, even if you say you could use mitzvah navim, um, not to use concentrated grape juice. 
Rafa Zalman felt that uh, concentrated grape juice um, had a din of uh, wasn't Burpreagepin at all, and you'd make shahakal. And um, and the uh, and this is something which you know he has actually was successful in doing that, uh, pushing you know not to use a concentrated uh, grape juice at all, not grape juice from concentrated. Um, there are poskim who disagreed with Shlomo Zalman and said you could use um, non-concentrate wine. Um, Rav Harari points out that the way you would make this uh, concentrate was they would take the pure grape juice and then through some sort of um, uh, using idui, which I guess is using heat and steam, that it would cause it to, um, to shrink. And what would be left was the tamsis. And then they would freeze those, uh, you know, that, that concentrate. And then when they were, when they were going to bottle it, like they would keep it in the ref- big refrigerators and the freezers. And then when they would bottle it, what they would do is uh, they would pour water in it and then send it out. That's and I, and, and, and and there might have been pasteurization done as well. So, Rav Zalman, Rav Mord, and then we said you saw here Rav Mordechai Leo and others said that uh, it's shahakol. Now, even though it's shahakol, it's possible that you can still use it for the Dalit Kosos, but you wouldn't make part of Priyagofen uh, because. There is a psak, and I was doing some research on this from the Maharil. It's not in the Maharil, in the printed Maharil, but it seems that seems to have been the manuscript Maharil that others had. It was the king of the Ashkenazi Poskim. And the Ramah went further than the Maharil and allowed the use of Hamar Medina, if a person didn't have wine. And... Um, Hamar Medina, the question is, what is Hamar Medina? So Rav Mordechai says that it seems that even though grape juice that is pasteurized would still have a din of Hamar Medina. So you might not make Burpri Agofen on it, but you could still use it for the Dalakosis if that's you know what you have. And I guess you don't necessarily have to run yourself crazy finding non-concentrate um, grape juice. It's going to be weird, however, um, what you're going to make Kiddush on. Because you can't make Kiddush on a Shahako. So Rav Mordechai Liu says that what you'll do in that case is you'll make Kiddush on Matzah. And you'll you'll eat the Matzah right away. And uh, then you'll start the Magid after you've already eaten some of the Matzah. Um, the uh, in terms of the, um, right, and, yeah, and that would turn out, that would be uh, the way things would work if you were using that uh, grape juice that doesn't come from concentrated. Um, yeah. Let's say... Um, 
again, the, 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 your Yotze Dalit Koso is based on the Mario, but um, technically you might not be Yotze Kiddish, according to some Shitos. So you might have been Yotze Dalit Kosos, because the Mario says you could use it for Dalit Kosos. It doesn't necessarily say you could use it for Kiddish. Um, and uh, you really need to. Uh, and that's I think that's why most of the Kedem wines that they that that they 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 put on around Pesach time, especially uh, again, it's really Kiddush during the year would be the same thing, not to use uh, concentrated uh, um, concentrated grape juice, as far as that goes. Now I should point out again, just not to be. Again, this is Roshama Zalman and Mordechai Liu's campaign, and I think you, I, I respect them greatly. I just want to point out that Raharari's research, he did ask Roshol Yisraeli, who uh, sat on the Bezdin of Zerbil Yoshev, was the head of Eretz Chemda, was considered a very uh, big Eloi and a Posek. He says that he disagrees. He says even even uh, con- grape juice from concentrate, you could say Boripriagofen, and that wouldn't be a problem. I talked about using grape juice as Hamar Medina. Uh, what about other things? We know Hamar Medina is uh, something that comes up uh, for the din of Havdalah. Uh, that you're allowed to use Hamar Medina for Havdalah. What is it that would be called Hamar Medina? So the, the Ramah actually writes that even though most people don't drink mead uh, during the rest of the year, but they drink it on Pesach, that's enough to call it Hamar Medina. Kafachayim also writes that, that even though this was the drink people drink during Pesach, that would be enough. What is mead? Um, so mead is from honey. Mead is made from honey, and they 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 uh, they they soak it in water, and it becomes like almost alcoholic. And that's what you you read about in terms of the uh, in the ancient times. That's what people drank. It was it was an intoxicant. Mead. It, it comes from fruit. When fruit um, starts to rot, it becomes it ferments. And you're able to get an alcoholic uh, part of it. I know I have a friend who I do a podcast with, and he tells me that in the prisons where he's the uh, chaplain, they they have to be very careful about the fruit that they give, because they're always making, they're always trying to make a you know uh, an intoxicating uh, drink out of the rotten fruit. They 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 keep the the rotten fruit, and they in the garbage cans they. They pour water in it, and they let it rot, and then it becomes uh, alcoholic. So in, in, in many countries where they didn't have grapes as much, mead became uh, something very common. So the Ramah, quoting the Maril, says you can use mead even though mead is not used. Oh, it's only on Pesach. And the, and, and you, the, the Ramah goes so far to say you can even make Kiddush on mead. But let's just assume um, what's called a Hamar Medina. So mead becomes Hamar Medina because that became people's drinks. But what about orange juice? Is that Hamar Medina? 
Um, so, Tzvi Pesach Frank was wondering about that. Hamar Medina means something that people consider a significant drink. They don't have wine, but it's a substitute. It's considered classy. So, therefore, Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank says, let's say soda. What was it that used to be in Eretz Yisrael? Kinley, right? That was called. Kvins. You remember, they had these, these what, we would, what we would call Pepsi and, 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 and Fanta. Those drinks, that's not Hamar Medina. Um, however, um, Rav Heinemann, I heard Rav Heinemann say that he felt that Coke would be Hamar Medina. A Coca-Cola would be Hamar Medina. Isn't the definition of Hamar Medina to have some kind of alcohol? No, it doesn't have to. Again, according to this, if you take a look, Rav Mordechai Eliyu says that it's what you would give to honor someone, a guest who would come over. Now, I'm not talking about a guest who comes over and he's and he's and he's and he's panting from thirst. And you give him a cup of water. That's it's different now because now that, especially in the United States, um, you know. Soda pop is such a ubiquitous drink. I mean, every it's like a daily thing. Where at one time it was a special occasion thing. So I, I know my father always would say his rebbeim and the yeshiva um, years and years ago held that pop is chamer medina and you can make avdala on it. Um, I heard that from Rav Heinemann. Uh, in nineteen seventy four, seventy five. Right, but now. I mean, is, in fact, they're they're lobbying against it because it, you know, the obesity problem and everything. Now it's like an everyday drink for people. So is it considered the same? Yeah. Well, again, um, you know, it sounds from Mordechai Liu and from Tzvi Pesach that it's got to be something that's cautious. It's like, here, let me give you a drink. Like, well, let's say, you know, and it could be, you know, but, but now, um, Moshe is correct. There is, there are, there are some that say that it needs to be intoxicating to be considered Hamar Medina because it takes the place of wine. However, the Tzitz Eliezer and others say that that's a Das Yochid. Um, so, you really have to know, uh, like, uh, you know, something that's, I would say, Sheila, you know, you're right. There's been a, a blowback against using, you know, people stop drinking soda. It's bad for you. Um, but even before that time, it seems to me, you know, um, it's not something cautious to give someone. And, um, yeah. Rav Nevensal did some research on this whole topic. And he says, if you look at the Rambam, from the Rambam, it would it would it would assume that almost everything might be Hamar Medina, because he says, "What is it that people drink? Um, does it have to be something?" Rav Nevinsal says that you give uh, to someone who's a chosh of a guest and has to like the, take the place of wine. So, in fact, Rav Nevinsal said that we've become. A non-wine community. You think about it. 
Um, most people, again, there are uh, sophisticated wine drinkers who have wine every night. But he says the average Jew today, when does he have wine? He makes Kiddush on wine. Okay. Uh, he has wine on Purim, on Yom Tif. Uh, maybe it's a special simcha, but it's not like the normal drink. And therefore, um, he feels that Rav Nebenzal feels that 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 Tzvi Pesach and the others might be incorrect. He feels that maybe, and this is what they had in 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 in, in Israel. Tempo, remember that Moshe? Tempo. I don't know if that's a. Uh, they still make tempo, but he it's says there. it's still they still have tempo. Coffee, tea. Um, you would be able. If, if if we're going to take the Maril at his word, that you're allowed to have Hamar Medina for Dawid Kosos, and you will be able to use, you can't make Burpriagefen, but you would be able to use uh, coffee or tea. Again, Chacham um said we should be Choshesh for the sheet that has to be able to make you, to give you some sort of uh, uh, drinking, to make you drunk. Chachamavadia agrees that from the Rambam it's not mashma like that. Um, the um, um, the truth is is that the Chachamavadia says that if you if you take the Rambam's definition of Hamar Medina that everybody's drinking it all the time, he says that maybe beer shouldn't be Hamar Medina either. Um, what about cognac? Right? It's also Nachamar Medina. So, therefore, Chachamavadia said, if you want to go like the Rambam and you, and you can't drink wine, or you don't have wine, it's probably better to drink tempo. Or, if you want to be Choshish, you know, that you need a Meshachir, then something that makes you drunk. Uh, Ashkenazi, uh, what should he do? He should take something that um, he could drink tea or coffee for Hamar Medina if he's trying to go like the Rambam. So this is really a, a Shaila that um, I was asked for me this year. Somebody called me this year and wanted to know whether they could drink um, um, liqueur or a type of a kosher for Pesach, vodka or liquor or something, they have a diabetes issue. And I said, you know, maybe you could have someone else lead the Seder. And, you know, this way they can make Baruch And No, he says, I'm, I lead the Seder in my house. But the person is suffering from diabetes, can't have that. So based on what I'm reading here, you know, I, I feel for his covid that he should use, uh, be able to use, you know, uh, uh, you know, to be choshish for the sheet that you need something that's mishakir. And even though people only drink it on like a slivovitz, I'm not sure if that's maybe too sweet. There must be something which a diabetic could have that, uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, uh, a potato vodka, maybe. I don't know. But that might be uh, an etza for the Dalit Kosos. Um, they always say that when these questions come up, like when a, a rov gets a question, 
can they use something other than wine for daudkosos, that's usually an indicator that the person is a, a nitzrach for parnosa. Um, you know, but with diabetes, I believe alcohol lowers blood sugar. So um, maybe they can't go too low either. So there is certain, you know, um, there are certain like heterim to use a smallest shear and maybe to that might be an eight to shield. I can t- tell them that. I, I see the person feels that grape juice and wine are totally out of the picture. So, um, so based on what I'm seeing here, you know, it seems that uh, you know the type of um, a, a liqueur or something, whatever. You're, what you know about diabetes, Sheila, you would say. Uh, vodka would not be a problem for this person, right? Like a potato vodka. Well, it would also do. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.